are listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about balancing reading with other hobbies. It's important to be well-rounded. What to do when a bookstore sends you two copies of the same book and recommending books to prepare for spooky season. It's on its way. Mallory's ready. ready. Mallory is wearing a witch hat as we speak. (laughs) One of those little pointy witch hats with a buckle. (laughs) Mallory is recording this from inside a cauldron. She's ready to go. (laughs) Uh, But first, Bria, what are you reading? I'm reading a book that you also read. It's Lone Woman by Victor Lavelle. Big glasser favorite for the year. I keep saying lone woman, but it's it's multiple women, which it's true. There are multiple women. I also told someone I'm reading a Western. And then I just looked and no no one's calling it a Western. Some people might be, but it is though. It's a magical, it's a like speculative fiction Western, I guess. It is set in 1915 and it's about this woman who is fleeing California and she goes to Montana and she becomes a homesteader, which are those people who they would give you land if you would stay on the land and like make it a home. And she's a black woman. She's the only black woman moving to this part of Montana, except there's one other black woman who she gets mistaken for. But the weird thing is she's taking this very heavy trunk with her. And I just look to see if they tell you what's in the trunk. They do not in the, no, sorry, I will no, not no. spoil it. B- big spoiler. And so this trunk is heavy. She's very concerned if that latch is, is latched and the lock is locked and she does not want it to be opened. And she arrives in Montana and you get to be with her as she's dealing with the drama of the homesteading. It's like, you know, the nature of it all, trying to make friends, but also dealing with people who, it was the Wild West. It was people were come in and they were just like, steal your shit and like, you know, like try and kill you. And like, there was no, like the rules were very, not a lot of law and order. And so it's this woman alone and she's black in this community of mostly men, mostly white people. And she's trying to make it. And she also has this weird trunk. I Mm -hmm. told Mallory, I woke up this morning and just read in bed for a while because I was just really enjoying it. I love the story. I love where it's going. Victor Lavelle, if we both really love The Changeling, which is coming, uh, gonna be yeah, coming out Yeah, I was going to text you. I'm very excited to watch that. I am too. I am too. I mean, I'm excited to watch it, but I wish Apple would, you know, give the writers and the actors what they're due. But other than sure. that, I'm excited mm-hmm. to watch this. Uh, what are you reading, Mallory? Uh, I am reading a book... Uh, by a favorite reading glasses author. I'm reading Thornhedge by T. Kingfisher, which we should say they did sponsor the show, but at the same yeah. time, it's one of those sponsors we get where we were like, well, we would have probably already talked about them. No, so. don't tell them. <laughs> Tor, don't listen to this. Um, but we love T. Kingfisher. I was very excited about this. Uh, it is a novella, which I didn't realize until they sent us a copy. Uh, so a great summer read, great beach read. It's one of T. Kingfisher's more fantasy books. It's about this this woman and she's kind of a fairy but it's really that she was stolen by fairies when she was a kid so she's kind of human but also she's not fully fairy either but she can turn into a toad and she is living in this tower she is and she's immortal she's been living in this tower for like thousands of years and it's in the woods behind like a big wall of brambles and thorns and throughout the book you start to figure out why she is there and the reason why she was sent into the human world and then at present day a knight shows up one day and like her main job is to keep people away from this tower so most of the time she's fine you know it's so deep in the woods it's so so deep into in these in this thorny hedge that she doesn't have to worry about people coming up to her but one day this knight shows up and she realizes this knight is here with intent 
like the first day he camps out the second day he starts to like walk the perimeter and she's like oh shit i'm gonna have to do something about this and they end up talking to each other and she real when she starts talking to him she realizes how lonely she is and she doesn't actually want him to go anywhere but she doesn't want to fail in her duties either and the two of them become kind of friends while at the same time you're learning about what happened to her to put her in this tower and it's just really i mean it's t kingfisher it's so super well written it's super fun great summer read highly recommend uh it comes out on my birthday august 15th just came out the week before this episode got released so hot new release definitely check it out that is thorn hedge by t kingfisher and mine is lone women by victor lavelle take a moment to share some listener feedback tina wrote in to say hi brian mallory i know you hear this all the time but you guys and your show are awesome you brought me back to consistent reading when i had been away from it for a long time by reminding me why i had always loved reading oh this is we love these emails You guys are hilarious. And my all-time favorite memory is when Bria talked about her partner finding chocolate in the couch and Mallory scream laughed her head off for several minutes. I rewound (laughs) and listened to the exchange countless times while laughing my own head off. I don't even even remember that. (laughs) There's been so many instances of you talking about finding weird chocolate in places that make me laugh. Um, I have a latest one, by the way, that that I don't even want to share. It's too embarrassing. Oh, no. I also wanted to share what I do to move on from a book that I really loved. After I have finished the book, I go straight to Goodreads or your platform of choice and read reviews from people who have also loved it. Oh, that is an Hmm. interesting... I like that. It's really interesting to hear other readers' thoughts about the book and why it spoke to them as well. It helps me move past the experience of reading the book and into a time when I have read it and loved it and am ready for the next great read. Thanks for everything you do. You guys rock. I like that. That is a really fun, cool thing to do. Yeah, and it's a good way to like find community and think about community, even if you don't have an immediate bookish community. I think that's really yeah. nice. Because after you finish a book you really like, the first thing you want to do is talk to somebody about it. And the next best thing is reading reviews of people who love it. It probably helps you remember it too, better too, which is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously a hard thing. Mara wrote in and said, hello, Bria and Mallory. First, thank you for reading Glasses. I love the show. When listening to the recent episode on how to deal with post-book sadness, one additional tip I would like to offer is writing to the author and sharing how much you enjoyed their book. Oh, I like that. We the love The books slash authors I have done this for have been those which made me feel especially emotional after reading them, usually because the story has connected with something really personal in my life. When this happens, I like to reach out to the author and share a little bit about my reading experience and why it meant so much to me. I've written to authors three, four times now, and each time they have responded, it's a really satisfying way to bring closure to the reading experience for those really emotional reads. I've been fortunate that the authors responded, but even if they didn't, I think the act of writing to tell them about your experience could be helpful in dealing with post-book sadness. Most authors have a contact me on their website, and this is how I've reached out. Thanks again for all you do. I think that's great. Mallory, would you love to get an email about how much someone liked your books? Uh, I actually don't have a contact form on my website okay. because but would you I, I used to, but I, it's sad because I, I used to really love getting emails from readers, but I also used to get really creepy emails from people who yeah. like, I used to get so many people who would be like, hi, I read your book. I want to meet you in person or hi, yeah. I read your book. Here's my phone number. I want <laughs> you to call me. And it used to make me, it used to freak me out so much that I finally had to be like, I have to throw the baby out with the bathwater with this yeah, and I have to. Sure. Uh, but you can tweet, still tweet at me. You can tag me on Instagram. If uh, I don't comment on it, it's because norm- sometimes I don't. See, the problem is with this stuff is that the bad people 
ruin it for all the nice people. I don't yeah. read reviews anymore and I don't read posts about my stuff anymore because sometimes people tag you in something that is really unkind. That's so right. I've yeah. been burned so many times that I don't comment on things, but I will, if you tag me in a story, I'll often reshare it. I like seeing it, but I have to be really careful with it. So if I will say, if you, an author like me does not have a contact form on, on their website, tag them in a story, tag them in a tweet, just make sure you're not saying we just want to always reiterate that's not a place for constructive criticism because you are not an editor, but most authors really love, I won't speak for everyone, but I, I always, it makes my day to hear that someone really loved a book and connected with it. And, uh, it always, uh, makes me, makes my heart sing a little bit. Yeah. Mara, I think this is a great idea and a very nice thing to do and a great way to celebrate finishing a book that you really enjoyed. Yeah. I think that's a great, like finish, like I was going to say finishing move like this is Soul Calibur, but like. <laughs> what is Soul like, Calibur? It's a, it's a video game where you, it's like uh, a fighting uh, combat video uh, game. Whatever, it. like some of them, the characters all have like cool moves. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's a great way to like nightcap your experience of, uh, of, of reading a great book. I love that. And then uh, Brian wrote in to say, to the fabulous hosts of Reading Glasses. First, thank you. I've been looking for a phenomenal podcast about reading and none of them has clicked in, but yours is the one. I love it so much. Brian, thank you. Yay. Brian's wheelhouse is middle grade YA and adult high fantasy, urban fantasy, and realistic fiction. Uh, I am especially enamored with books that have road trips, found families, and a deep and rich connection to music in one way or another. I love books that dismantle unhealthy things like the Manic Pixie Dream Girl by showing us that all people are more complex than stereotypes. I also love biographies and nonfiction books that are working to eliminate discriminatory biases. We love all of that. Excellent. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month. You can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And before we talk about balancing reading with other hobbies, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by EarthBreeze. Have you folks ever seen pictures of landfills and like all those plastic floating islands in the ocean and you notice that a lot of those are laundry detergent jugs. They are giant, they are annoying, and they are harming our planet and marine life. Fortunately, there is a solution, EarthBreeze. But what is EarthBreeze? EarthBreeze is a liquidless laundry detergent sheet that dissolves 100% in any wash cycle, hot or cold. You do not have to measure anything. You don't have to worry about spilling anything. You don't have to worry about getting sticky liquid laundry detergent everywhere. You don't have to heft 50 pound jug of liquid laundry detergent. That's right, there's no plastic. It's just a little paper packet of little laundry detergent sheets. They're fantastic. The packaging is lightweight. It is biodegradable. It's dermatologist tested. And you will still get a powerful clean. Earth Breeze is tough on stains, fights odors, and clothes come out clean every time. And with every purchase, Earth Breeze donates 10 loads of laundry detergent to a charity of your choice. There have been over 50 million loads of laundry donated. That is amazing. Folks, I'm a very clumsy person. I cannot count the amount of times that I have spilled liquid laundry detergent. My boyfriend had to buy us a carpet steamer because I spilled a whole bottle one time and it was terrible. But now we don't have to worry about that anymore because we have Earth Breeze. I really love using it. I love that it doesn't take up any space. It cleans my clothes just as well and I don't have to worry about spilling it. There's no reason not to switch over. Right now our listeners can subscribe to Earth Breeze and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash glasses to get started. That's earthbreeze.com slash glasses for 40% off earthbreeze.com slash glasses. Glasses. 
The Greatest Generation, Maximum Fun's irreverent, filthy mouth Star Trek podcast is a big deal. How big? It's the only Star Trek podcast big enough to have a live show tour, and we are inviting all Star Trek fans and Max Funsters everywhere. We're calling it the Share Your Embarrassment Tour, and we're going to celebrate and roast Star Trek V. That's the one where they kill God. We're going to be in a bunch of cities, and greatestgentour.com has all the info and ticket links. That's greatestgentour.com for dates and ticketing info for the Share Your Embarrassment Tour. Come share your embarrassment with us. And grow stronger from the sharing. This week, we're talking about balancing reading with other hobbies. Reading is not the only way to relax. And how do you fit in reading when you also want to knit, to run, to play video games, etc.? We have got you covered. Today's episode was inspired by Megan, who wrote in to ask, how do you balance your love of reading with other hobbies? I used to work out daily, but once I got off track, I found it hard to put my book down and hit the gym. When I have free time, I'd rather be in a book. Do you have a certain type of book that you recommend listening to while working out? I prefer hard rock if I'm listening to music, but honestly, I'd prefer to be in a book. How do you balance your hobbies when one is more of a passion than the others? Reading feeds my soul, but it's definitely sedentary. Bria, do you have a hard time balancing reading with your other hobbies? I do, but I just want to say I completely agree with Megan. I would also rather be reading than going to the gym. (laughs) I'd rather be doing anything than going to the gym. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely hard, and I've chosen a life in which my work is never finished uh, because – I do, I get to figure out when to stop every day. I'm very careful about making sure I have a life outside of work. So, I I mean, for me, certain things are built into my, my day, right? And weirdly, reading and gym are two of those things. So this is a weird question for me specifically. But I've cutoffs for both, right? I do a gym class, so I'm only there a certain amount of time. I read before bed, which is kind of a limit because it time runs out when you get sleepy. The main thing is making time <laughs> For the things you want to do and know that you're human. So like, don't be hard on yourself when you'd rather read than go to the gym or vice versa. But yeah, I definitely have a hard time balancing things that I want to do with things that I have to do. Because most of the time, my day is just made up of like whatever I need to do that is my own personal, personal, I don't have to clock in or clock out. A lot of days, some days I do. What about you, Mallory? Do you have trouble balancing reading and other hobbies? Yes, I definitely relate to Megan in the way that like, I mean, you know me, if I'm really into something, that's all I want to do. I only have one mode. Um, (laughs) Do it or don't do it. (laughs) Do it hardcore or don't do it all. And so like example, I really like to play video games. And sometimes when I'm really into a game, that's all I want to do is play that game. And I, if I'm into it, I just let myself play it all the time and eat into my reading time. And sometimes when I'm reading a really good book, And I just don't, that's all I want to do. I want to read all night. I do not want to play. I'm not interested in playing a video game. So I go through stages and I let myself do so. Sometimes I'm reading a lot and not doing a lot of other things. Sometimes I am gaming a ton and only reading a little bit before bed. And I just have leaned into that and let myself have those stages. And, but it's, it's hard. Sometimes I'm like, man, maybe I should read for an hour, game for an hour, you know, but I just kind of let myself lean into being an obsessive person. (laughs) But between all the hobbies that we have, how do we decide how much time to spend on each of them? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'd say my, my major hobby is I 
I love TV. I love movies. And I do love reading. And I love reading comic books. And I I don't play video games as much as Mallory. But again, mine are kind of like timed out during the day. I would say like, you know, I try not to shirk my other responsibilities because that's when you need to sort of get worried. And I, for me... I mean, I think my day is so different than a lot of people's days. But when I get extra time, I try to throw fun happy in there. I'm like, oh, I am going to watch a TV show that I love. Okay, but I'm not going to let me. I feel like I'm just talking about me instead of answering these questions. So I think the question is this, Mallory. How do I stop reading and do other, other shit things that is, that is less exciting or or other hobbies, you know, that is not reading, even though you like reading better? First of all, you're, it's okay if you just want to read. Like, that's okay. It's I think okay. we're both going to say that. That's it's a good okay. hobby. Like, I think it's fine. Like, yeah, listen, you're talking to two people, two, like, nerds who run a reading podcast. Like, of course, you're going to be like, I don't know. Go ahead and, like, do that instead of other hobbies because obviously the other hobbies are not interesting to you. Don't do that instead of work. Don't do that instead of making sure you are feeling good in your body or things like that. But for me, the answer is allotted time for reading. So even if you like a book, you may have to put it down after your allotted reading time, or maybe it's a reward system. You know, you go on a jog for two miles and you get to read the rest of the day, you know, like something like that. But if it's like trying to balance two things that are just straight up hobbies, I think go with the hobby that's making you happier. Like you don't have to, you don't have to play video games. Like there's no, there's, you don't have to read. Do the one that is making you a happier person. They are hobbies for a reason, you know? I think I'm just like concerned you might be shirking responsibilities, but if you're not, you're probably fine. Uh, What about you? What is, what is I do want to say, I want to echo a point you made earlier that like, for me, like I'm a power lifter. It is technically one of my hobbies, but I don't mm-hmm. look at it like that. It's also exercise, which I file under stuff I have to do for my health, like jogging and drinking water and mm-hmm. taking a multivitamin every morning. So I don't think of it multivitamins as Multivitamins like- are my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> you if you actually saw like- my vitamin shelf, you would wonder that because you'd be like, "Are the- is this your hobby? Because you have too many of them. You just live at GNC. Like- <laughs> I... I have so many multi so many multivitamin gummies. It's kind of gotten out of control. I love a <laughs> that's gummy. why Brie is so powerful. Is she takes extra vitamins every day? I do take a lot of vitamins. Well, I I actually do get excited to go lift because it is something that like it's a weird thing because again straddles that line between exercise and like something I like to do the way that I organize it is I lift when I'm done for work with the day but the time after I lift is time for hobbies like it's Mm. not like I love powerlifting so much I'm going to do it for four hours because I would die you know I lift for an hour or two and then after that it is time for video games or reading Uh, and I think it might help Megan to do the same as looking at going to the gym as something she should do rather than a hobby because it might help her get going and get to the gym. You know, I also cannot help Megan with gym audiobooks because I cannot lift or run unless I'm listening to really loud, really heavy music. The thought of working out to an audiobook, hard fucking pass for me. I just cannot do that. I, I need like power from the music or I can't do it. But I think this is great. This is a great reward system. Like if you yes. like like Megan says, reading feeds your soul. Well, you can feed your soul while you feed your body. Like that's definitely is something you can do. I mean you could eat while you're doing it, but you also feed like your, your your muscles. You know, I would start with like an elliptical or a bike situation with an audio book. I know a lot of people do it. I, I also don't really do it. But starting small here, like listening to a book on a walk or walking on the treadmill while listening to a book, like see if it works for you because that could be a great way to combine if going to the gym is your hobby and you view it that way these two hobbies at the same time. And also it feels like a reward system. That's what it would be for me because I'm like, I love my audiobook. It makes me happy. 
I don't love walking on the treadmill. So I can combine those two things and I can do the thing that makes me happy alongside the thing that makes me irritated that I have to do. <laughs> I mean, I think overall what we're saying with the balancing hobbies, like you should choose to spend time on the hobby that you want to do the most. Because if you start to try to dictate and, and like delegate time to each hobby, they're not going to feel like hobbies anymore. They're going to feel like stuff that you have to do. Like hobbies are activities that make us happy. If you start being like, well, I have to read for this long and I have to knit for this long and I have to scrapbook for this long, then it just it doesn't feel as fun because yeah. then it's just like a second job that you've given yourself that doesn't pay anything. You know, for, for, for me, the thought of trying to find a way to every day balance all of my hobbies and give time to them equally makes me want to scream like yeah. that just it makes it work and I don't even have that many hobbies and the problem is with reading is my big hobby but it's also my job <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of the things that I like doing hot like hobby stuff is kind of also part of my job like I'm really into fountain pens but it's also what I use for work. You and I have, a, have the same bad habit where we make our hobbies jobs. And that's, it's, yes. listen, it's not healthy. We, I am the first to acknowledge that like, I love TV, but also make TV and that there's nothing healthy about that. I, I don't have that many hobbies that are not work related, but I have a few and I do love diving into those. And I think acknowledging that like, it's important to do those as well as read or other things. It's important to have these things outside of work or things that you have to do, like go to the gym. Yeah, well, and that's why I like why I love video games so much. I play a lot of World of Warcraft with my best friend. I play a lot of Switch games ever since I got COVID last year and got really into visual novels. And I love that. And I, I highly recommend Megan try to do what I do is, you know, as long as you're not like Bria said, miss other not, you know, you're not showering, you're not feeding yourself because you're just reading all the time. You know, if you're really into something, lean into it. You know, that's that's what a hobby is. It's there to make you fucking happy and to, like, yeah. relax you and take your mind off of the hell of being alive. You know, if you, like, if you, if you're like, huh. I haven't crocheted in a while. I've just been reading. Then clearly reading is the thing that you want to do right now. It's bringing you more joy than the thought of crocheting is. And that's okay. That's how I am, especially in the winter time when I play a lot of World of Warcraft. My after workout and after working time, I spend a lot of time playing WoW. And sometimes I'm like, wow, I haven't sat down and read a lot for a week. And that's okay. Don't put pressure on yourself because then again, it's not going to be fun anymore. So mm. just make sure you have fun. And as long as you are taking your multivitamin and showering and exercising <laughs> as much as anyone can, you're okay. Yeah. You're fine. So you can send your thoughts to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Before we solve a reader dilemma about accidentally getting two copies of the same book, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by Dipsy. But what is Dipsy? Dipsy is something that a bunch of you love and we love too and it's an app full of hundreds of short sexy audio stories designed by women for women it is radically inclusive dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners and 56 percent of their stories are voice acted by people of color they also have soothing sleep stories and wellness sessions and sexy stories that you can read in ebook form but we're all about the oral pleasures here you are listening to a podcast we're not talking about oral the way that you're thinking. We're talking about oral, the way that things go. 
into your ears. Maybe that's what you're into. We're not here to judge you, but whatever you are into, you can find it on Dipsy. You can search by sexy wheelhouse. You can search by type of narrator. It is so fun. It is such a well-designed app. We really love it. Whether you are a person who is really, really into erotica and romance, and you're always hungry for more authors, more types of stories, or you are interested in getting into those genres, but you have no idea where to start, Dipsy has got you covered. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash glasses. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash glasses. dipsystories.com slash glasses. Glasses. Hi, I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Teresa McElroy. And we're the host of Schmanners. We don't believe that etiquette should be used to judge other people. No, on Schmanners, we see etiquette as a way to navigate social situations with confidence. So if that sounds like something you're into, join us every Friday on Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Static writes in, Hi, Mallory and Bria. Yesterday I got home and my book subscription box had arrived. Yay. Which was super nice because I was having a bad day. Well, today I came home and there was my subscription box. I was really confused. But then it occurred to me that months ago, the subscription team was experiencing shipping delays. This was in November and I was pretty sure that I had already gotten that box. But when I opened it, I found the same stuff that was in the box from yesterday. I checked the labels and they're from the same address. Should I send one back? I definitely didn't pay for both, but the book goblin in me says I should keep both copies even though I don't need two. I would give one copy of the book to my local library. It's amazing in case you were wondering, but the box comes with other stuff in it too. What if I keep it and then they ask me to send it back after I've already taken off all the packaging and given the book away? Bria, what do you think? First of all, this was from November of last year, I assume. So I hope you figured yes. this out. But this is how not- long it takes. This is how many how many emails we get. This is how uh, the backlog we have. But I'm just tell you, they're not asking for this book back. They're not asking. I can't even imagine that happening. Now, let us know if the, in the last year they have called you and been like, send it back. They're, they're not. If you really are concerned about this, send an email to the customer service and let them know what happened. But it's probably a glitch, a great glitch that worked in your favor. So keep the fucking book. That's great. Keep the book. Give it away to a friend. Read it together. Like, this is great. This is a bonus book. You're paying for the subscription box. This is on them. This is not your fault. What do you think? Oh, I'm team keep it for sure. And again, for peace of mind, you can always email their customer service, but the likely outcome is they're just going to tell you to keep it because they're going to have to pay to have them send it back. They're going to have to send you a prepaid shipping label. It's going to be probably more of a pain for them to have to pay for you to send it back. And since you already opened it, it's not like they're going to put more tape on it and send it to somebody else. Like, that ship has sailed. And side note, I agree. Nothing is more annoying than when something arrives broken or wrong and you have to send it back instead of just having them send a new one. Like, that makes me so fucking mad. Yeah. Like, sorry, this is your fault. And now I have to, you are making me go to the post office, the worst place in the entire world. (laughs) Yeah. You go to the post, oh, because where you live. Yeah. You know where I go? I have to go to like a boba tea shop to send stuff back. (laughs) That's What? what my life is. I don't know. You go put, if you're, if it's Amazon, you put it in this locker at a boba tea shop and then I get a boba tea. So it's a little bit of a reward situation. I kind of like it. It's that or a gas station. There's a gas station I can also take it to, but boba tea shop. I love it. Pretty great. This happened to me with 
a present that I got for Jeremy last year for Christmas. It arrived smashed. Oh. And I was like, hey, this arrived broken. And they were like, we'll send you a new one. But unless you want us to charge you twice, you have to send the old one I back. And I was like, I, know. I have to package up these shards. I know. This recently happened to me with like OxyClean or whatever. I got the package and it was open. And it was had gotten everywhere in the box. And I, they were like, okay, just send it back. And I'm like, send what back? You mean to like gather this up? I was like, I guess I'm no. just eat, eating this cost. This is, I mean, look, listen, uh, our lives but are But you can make a stink pay for is it. really the thing. If you're like, it is not safe for me to package this up and send it back to you, just make a stink. But There's no way to do is- that anymore on Amazon. Amazon is, has made it so you cannot call them because you know I would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know that would be the first thing is I would be like, hello. They don't, they don't want to hear from you. For this is a, a person reason. willing to deal with bureaucracy and for $8, <laughs> for the $8 cost, but you can't call them anymore. So fuck you. I'm not buying this But what we're saying anymore. is even though we're sharing our horror <laughs> stories, we do not think they're going to have you send it back no, because no, no, they no, cannot no. reuse it. This is not a massive company. This is a book subscription box. I really do not think they're going to make it difficult for you. They're probably it's it's easier for you and it's easier for them to just be like, oh, send it, give it, give it to somebody. This has happened to me. I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but a while ago in the mail, Jeremy and I received two copies of an illustrated Bible. And I didn't tell you about this. I don't know. And we were like really freaked out because we were like, who the fuck sent this to us? And I was like, did somebody send this to us as a joke? And I started like, I texted a few people I know that like, like to send me joke gifts. I texted Ross because I was like, maybe you sent this as like a joke. Cause like they do lots of like, you know, yeah. cover like religious stuff on their show. Like I was texting everyone I thought could possibly have sent this. And everyone was like, I have no idea what this is. What are you talking about? And it turned out that bookshop.org had a glitch. Jeremy had ordered like two comics, like two graphic novels. <laughs> and instead of sending him the two graphic novels, it sent two copies of an illustrated We know what Bible. you need. Here you are. And it, and it was so weird. And you know what they said? They were like, keep it. They're yeah. like, because Jeremy was like, do you want me to send these back? And they were like, no. Yeah. So they're in a place in our house. We have no idea what to do with them. Just donate them. Yeah, I think we're just going to donate them. But yeah, they, bookshop.org, a book place, was like, no, send, just just keep yeah. it. It's not worth it for, for us to pay for you to send it back. And I think that's what's going to happen. Keep the box. You will not be arrested by the book police. Give it to a friend. Like, I agree with Bria. It'll be really fun if you... Then you both can have the box and enjoy all the extra stuff in it and then read the book together. Yeah. Just a fun. little gift from the sky yeah don't worry about it but if you want you can always email them but they're not gonna no you're not gonna send this back keep that book so if you want us to solve your bookish problem you can send it to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com time to answer a recommendation request jessica writes in i love your show so much and i look forward to it every thursday i'm hoping you can help me find the perfect book to get in the mood for spooky season i want a good witchy book something with a lot of magic a dark book is totally fine i would like an adult book but ya is fine if it's a home run something like the once and future witches by alex e harrow and the witch's heart by genevieve gornacek or the year of the witching by alexis henderson i read practical magic and loved it but it's not what i'm looking for here there wasn't enough on the page magic standalones are better but we'll take a series if it's the right fit please no romance thanks so much i can't wait to read your pick this is actually from last year again this is how long it takes us to get to everybody's request. hey but right in time this is why i feel really bad sometimes people email us and they're like hey i need i I have a problem and i need help this week i'm like oh no it's never gonna happen for you yeah it's we 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 only look at emails once a week so folks if you have 
It, I feel like it, uh, if it's a book like emergency, cards, like if this isn't if this is a book emergency, call your library. Like call nine, call your library because they they are going to be able to help you quickly. We cannot help you quickly. It takes us too long to be like make episodes and record. Just please, I always feel so bad when someone's like, "Hey, someone re- emailed us recently. It was like I'm on vacation and I have this problem. Can you help me?" And I'm like, "Oh God, there's no way we're going to get to this." <laughs> so just know that this t- this is how long it takes us to get things. But because spooky season when this episode comes out is literally right around the corner. I can feel it. My powers are increasing. I'm ready. Bria, what are you going to recommend for Jessica? I feel like I haven't gotten to recommend this in a while. I had a few ideas, but at first, but they all had romance in them in some capacity. So I don't think this one does. I can't remember. It's been a while since I read it, but I'm going with Akata Witch by Nettie Okorafor. It is a series, but the first one you can read as a standalone. It doesn't feel like it shouldn't be a standalone. It is YA also, but Great YA. And Nettie Corfor, her YA doesn't read like a lot of YA books. I, I don't know another way to put it, but her young characters are dealing with very adult situations and they are always in situations where you're like, oh my God, this is so dark. Anyway, so this is about an albino witch who lives in Nigeria. Uh, she's from America originally and she gets involved in a coven. They're searching for a killer. I mean, it's a lot of magic on the page. So I thought that would be a good magic on the page situation. Uh, what about you, Mallory? What do you have? I had to dig really deep on this one and not recommend a book that we talked about a hundred times. Like yeah. my first instinct was Cackle, but I was like, man, we have recommended Cackle. We have cackle. to retire Cackle. But there is like some, I was trying, there's a little bit of romance in Cackle, not a ton of romance, but I was trying to do like no romance at all. There's you know, anti-romance in Cackle. Yeah. Yeah. But it starts with, yeah. It, it has some will they, won't they kind of stuff a little bit. But it ends up being a no romance, which yeah. is, I thought was good. But anyway, We've recommended Cackle too much. I'm recommending a book I've never recommended before, but I read it recently. Um, Thanks to the Glassers. So many people have recommended this book to us and talked about it in the Slack channel. It is The Witches of Moonshine Manor by Bianca Marais. And it is really, really fucking fun. It's about a coven of feisty octogenarian witches and they have to band together and protect their home from a mob of angry men. One of them admits that she has not paid their mortgage payments in a really long time. A literal mob of angry men who all have their own individual problems with the coven are like very pumped to come and like evict them, knock the house down with a wrecking ball and they have to get together. And there's one witch that hasn't been there in a while and she's returning and they're all hoping that she'll be able to help them. Uh, It's just, it's really fucking fun. It's super funny. It is a lot of heartwarming female friendship and it has lots of magic on the page that I think Jessica will love. I love that we're talking about magic the same way we're talking about sex. Like this Mm. is not a closed cauldron book. There's a lot of magic on the page. It's a perfect book to start off spooky season with because it's not super, it's not like scary, but it is very magic-y and witchy and fun. And I think the classes are always right. I'm glad I took their recommendation from this. So that's The Witches of Moonshine Manor by Bianca Morais. And mine's Akata Witch by Nettie Corfor. So if you want us to solve your reader problem or answer your recommendation request, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group. Remember, if you want to support us and help us feed our hungry, hungry cats, you can buy Reading Glasses merch over at our Void Merch store. There's so much cool stuff. If you're going back to school, check out our tote bags. There's so many amazing Reading Glasses tote bags. There's shirts starting to get a little chilly. September is almost upon us. You maybe want a sweatshirt for going back to school. 
How cool would a library user sweatshirt be when you're going back to school? Show everyone how bookish you are. There's a link in the show notes for that. And if you like the show and want to do something really nice for us that is totally free and will only take you 30 seconds of your time, open up the podcast listening app of your choice on your phone and give us a review or a five-star rating. It really is great for us. It makes a big difference in how many people find the show. Uh, And it warms our hearts, which we love. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Reading G Podcast, on Instagram at Reading Glasses Podcast. Thanks for listening and thanks for reading. Thanks for reading. Maximum Fun, a worker owned network of artist owned shows, supported directly by you.